Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Gridiron Blitz right here on Apple Podcasts. Tune in. Player FM and Block Talk Radio. Your host Oscar Lopez here. Well, episode two five three, Hall of Fame edition number four. Today in the house, we are going to have Melissa Gallegos, uh, pioneer of the San Diego Surge WFA champion in two thousand twelve. Then uh, we're going to have Stephanie Jeffers of the Militia and now of the Boston Renegades as well. And then we have Safi Mohidi of the DC Divas. In about an hour or so here. So loaded show today. Another slate of three Hall of Famers. Uh, let's bring in our own Hall of Famers here, which is Holly Custis and Luis Bean in the house at this point. Um, so girls, what's going on? Not much. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, Luis, are you on? Let's see if she's on here. Hold on for a second. There we are. There we are. Can you hear me? So, yeah, I can hear you now. Okay. Um, so, what a, what a week of – last week we had bombshell week. This week we had championship week internationally in all – in Mexico, in Costa Rica, in Gridiron, New South Wales. Um, so, in on the international scene, in terms of the women's scene, a lot of hardware earned this weekend. Yeah, that's that sounds like, you know, exciting stuff. That's just, you know, women's football at its finest and and I really loved your post today about the Italian team. In fact, I tried to get home in time or the Italian girls playing to get home in time to record it for on uh, Fox Sports 1. So I'm hoping that you get something from that somewhere that someone sends that. Uh, I have Nausicaa who's going to uh, go ahead and um hook us up with the link once it's finalized and the show is okay. uh, completed. So we're on it. Uh, so we're good. Um, like bacon sizzling. So we're good on that. So as soon as <laughs> she gets that done, she'll get us the, the, the scoop, but uh, it's a great project that she's been working on uh, for a long time. And now she's able to go ahead and showcase it. And especially with her relationship with NFL films, it's kind of a nice uh, story to tell a similar story that was told about the Spanish um, the Spanish league over in um, the FIFA Spain that was last year as well. So this one's kind of a little bit more unique in that way, but uh, Nasica del Orto. Um, and then, so this weekend, the uh, the semifinals happened in Italy. And so that was kind of fitting to have that now spotlighted here. Kind of gives everybody kind of a reality of what's happening there, what the growth of the sport in Italy has become. And so this past weekend, there was action that happened there. The underdogs now will take on Serene at the Rose Bowl, January 5th, 2019. It will be in Florence. And so the semifinal results, you can find them on there at our at the hub at facebook.com forward slash Great Iron Beauties. The dogs win 13-0 over the Pirates. Uh, Serene 29-14 over Lazio. So this is the uh, Rose Bowl championship january 5th 2019 so really fitting uh feature to have it done on uh, especially on fox sports one 
Yeah, when I saw another clip about the girl that does the braids, that, that braids her hair, and, and, you know, it's for the same Italian NFL Films thing, that's pretty big. The NFL Films is over there doing that. And, of course, the whole Miami jersey thing is just totally cool. And where the girl said, if I could talk to, uh, oh, my gosh, Michael Irvin. Michael Irvin. His name. Yeah, I'm like, how cool is that? Like, I hope Michael Irvin finds out about that because that's legit really cool stuff. And who would have thought a practice jersey? And I get attached to material things like that. I think Holly does too. So, so uh, yes. <laughs> so I'd be I like, definitely America do. here. Yeah, seriously. I so. I have um, I literally have my jerseys displayed in a uh, jersey closet that I invented, and I'm running out of space. So yes. <laughs> really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> some of them have more meaning than others for different reasons. Yeah. But I just thought, man, those are from the 80s. And that guy just had them sitting in his closet, you know, the dad of that girl. And, and I really liked the girl with the braids where she said, you know what, I'm a girl. And it's okay for me to be feminine. And it's still okay for me to play football. And I and she felt like the braids were her power. And I just thought there's so many great stories out there. Not just America. It's just that it's hard to cover them all, you know, and you don't hear them all the time. And... I just thought, that's awesome. I totally want to see it. In fact, I shared it to the Falcons' private team page um, just because I just thought that was really unique. And some people, it just means a lot. I mean, I think football means a lot to a lot of people. But those jerseys, that was just a great story. I hope Miami, their program finds out about it, their college. I just think that's totally cool. It's a way to connect the guys to the women. Anyway. Well, Nausicaa Del Rosa, there you go. Congrats to her. That's the that's the player. She also plays in the WFA for the uh, Philly Phantoms. So on top of playing for the underdogs in Italy. So double duty for her as well. So she'll probably be call, uh, playing for Philly come the summertime as well. So she's uh, she's uh, flying back and forth. So as soon as uh, we get that finalized on FS1, we will link it up and we will share it. And you guys can t- watch the whole feature completely. I believe it's going to be on a YouTube off the NFL Films YouTube channel. Um, Holly, uh, this is just huge. You know, we're, we're getting just news, news, news on the women's scene. And in Costa Rica, can't be any bigger. The first season of the Women's Costa Rican League, the champion is crowned. Bulldog Flames, take care of it. You can watch it Facebook Live, courtesy of Yarda 506 TV. Um, so what, what a historic moment. A lot of the girls were very uh, emotional to come to this far, this journey, and now they get an official uh, sanction from the Costa Rican, uh, you know, football division. And so they they basically get their first championship after about two or three years of struggles. Yeah, I think it's a a great story. And that's one of the things that's um, really amazing about our sport is that the, the international side, the the growth that we have in the states is exponential, but on on the international stage, it's even more so, because a lot of these programs are starting from scratch, and uh, you know I understand you know how hard these people uh, struggled to to get to this um, point, and so I think it's an awesome uh, experience that they were able to play their first season and get their championship, and hopefully they can you know uh, take a moment to enjoy it and then. Um, progress uh, in the following years. I think it's really cool. And so their first championship, uh, Bulldog Flames, take care of that. Um, Val- Valkyrias, uh, really focused, but they also had some complaints. 
<laughs> dirty play. There's a lot of things that happened in that game, and we're not going to go into detail here, but that I've got messages from. <laughs> and it happens no way. that, that happens way pretty much in every game. Yeah, no way, right? <laughs> <laughs> but it does happen. So uh, other than that, <laughs> the outcome was historic in a, in, in a sense because it is the first championship. And going forward, obviously, that's a positive for them. Lexfa, huge tournament over in Guadalajara at Zapotlan. Zapotlan, six teams in the upper region of Lexfa competed. Uh, you get the coverage there as well, and we will get more shared photos from the event as they come in this week uh, from our sources and network down south. So Lexfa tournament on the feminine side as well, and the males, all one tournament over in Zapotlan, uh, six teams, coverage there. And we can't forget double coverage. UK Action Sapphire Series happened round two this weekend. We'll get the recap, everything run down, the rundown from double coverage in UK from our network at double coverage. And you can also catch and revisit the round one recap from double coverage as well of the Sapphire Series. Uh, we also posted some of the team's updates on the uh, stills that came from the event. Uh, it is a seven-on-seven event with a five-on-five event all combined. Um, so that's uh, certain lower teams play five-on-five. Five. The upper uh, echelon teams play seven-on-seven. Seven. Thanks to Cardiff Valkyries for sharing all that with us. And we can't forget December 30th coming up here, Titans versus Colts. Right after the Titans versus Colts matchup, it is the USWSFL Tri-City Thunder. We'll be taking on the WFA Knoxville Lightning at Nissan Stadium on December 30th. So what an event that that's going to be this coming 30th. Well, that would be on TV as well, or is it just going to be, um, like, is it cover, being covered by the same channel that's doing the game? Do you know? I don't think there's a coverage at this point from what I know. I know that there's okay. probably a Facebook Live they were thinking of. Um, I okay. don't have any details from the USWSFL as to how that's going to work. Um, I don't know if Coach Johnson will have information. Coach Johnson is on J.C. Hawks Radio uh, at the same time we are. So I will uh, kind of chime in after the, the podcast here and see if he's got any details on the December 30th event and how that's going to be streamed or not streamed. So the details are still there. So I will touch base with him as soon as I, uh, we get done here uh, with our podcast. Um, I want to thank everybody for sharing our podcast, over 250, huge volume. Uh, I want to really invite everybody to go to Apple Podcasts and leave a review for us. Go to TuneIn, leave a review for us. If you like our stuff, if you don't like our stuff, we need just feedback. So give us an idea of what we can do. Um, Player FM as well, Block Talk Radio. Uh, one of the things that people have said is we don't take in call-ins. The reason we don't take in call-ins is, is because we don't have the time uh, because it's constrained for two hours, and I don't have the time to take in a call-in and, and have to waste, you know, two, three, five, eight minutes on that type of aspect of it. The reason we do the show this way is because we give – true feedback from our Hall of Famers here and the players that we interview also get to kind of voice their concerns and all that. And then we break down the NFL, college football, anything related to women's football within that two-hour gap. So the constraints are there. I know a lot of other podcasts would like to take in callers. Uh, I would love to do that. I think uh, going forward, if we can do three hours, which is not ideal for either of us and none of us get paid to do it here. So at this point, the two hours is kind of an extreme for some of us. And the one hour is kind of, like, nice as well. So um, I don't know if you guys agree with that, uh, Luis or Holly. Yeah, I think that's uh, really good feedback. 
and I agree with what, how you're and how and the why you're doing the format that it is. So I agree too. I think um, <clears throat> I think if you were to open it up to calls, um, it would mean sacrificing some of uh, the interviews that you already have scheduled. Um, and I think that's one of the, the best parts about it. And, you know, maybe down the line that can happen, or maybe you know there could be some sort of scenario where uh, we answer questions live or something. But right now, the two hours I think are, are perfect for me. I also like the idea so sometimes the shows that you have during the day on ESPN Radio, they'll people will you know text in a question, and so if you get to the point, I think that's more effective. Um, than the, to- the the random calling in at least at this point for this show. So there's that. I think avenue. we'll. I think going forward in in January we will try to do uh, some of the formatting that we've tried to do before. But going in January, uh, I think we might do uh, just take Facebook uh, Facebook uh, post messages or Twitter mm-hmm. messages, and that would be ideal yeah. too, just to handpick some of those, and then we can kind of uh, address those as well. All right. Um, yep. The other thing that uh, we come into uh, into power play is Gridiron West is in the big big scenario here. We got a couple weeks, almost three weeks in Gridiron West. Last weekend, the Perth Blitz, the champs, got literally uh, they got beat 18 to zero by the Curtain Saints. Unfortunately, the Curtain Saints couldn't maintain that momentum. So this week, the Perth Broncos took care of them, 14 to zero in the shutout. So there you go, a rebound awakening as well. And then Rockingham Vipers. Edge Swan City was played awesome. Titans played really good, seven to zero. They get edged there. Um, so going into this weekend, uh, coming up here January fifth is Gridiron West as they take the week off for the Christmas, as we will as well next week. We have no podcast next week until the beginning of 2019. So Gridiron West looks like uh, uh, West Co- uh, West Coast uh, Wolverines will be taking on Swan City, one and eight West Coast taking on zero and six and one uh, Swan City. The standings right now are 7-1 and one Vipers, uh, which are just the best team uh, in the inaugural uh, season for them, which is awesome. Seven-game win, seven winning streak at this point. So, uh, Holly, seven games in a row. This Vipers team seems focused. Their next matchup is not until January 11th. That gives them two weeks to prepare for the champs, the Perth Blitz. Uh, Blitz 6-1. and one. So, at this point, they're going to face the Broncos next week, 5-2-1. and one. Broncos coming off that big win. They rebound. It's going to be a clash of, in Perth for who is the better, you know, bragging rights for the city. Yeah, I think it's going to be um, a really good matchup. And any time you have an extra week to prepare and you're already uh, a solid team, um, then I think it really gives you an edge going into the game as long as you play it right. Um, sometimes I think teams and coaches can – um, outsmart themselves at that time, but if you're smart about that extra time, you can prepare yourself better and you can go into the the match uh, more healthy. Um, but either way, I think it's going to be an exciting matchup. All right, congratulations to the Sydney Uni Lions who won the Gridiron New South Wales Championship and that 14 to six over the North Sydney Rebels. That was the first matchup in Gridiron South, South Wales that there was no. Uh, repeat teams. These are brand new teams that started. Uh, uh, Sydney, a Rebel second-year squad as well. 
And uh, congratulations to MVP Sharee Onley as well. You can catch all that on our Facebook page at the hub, facebook.com, Grid Iron Beauties. So let's go into the huddle, you guys. And um, if you order by Wednesday, you get all your stuff, all Christmas gifts at our Zazzle No Joke Football Shop by Christmas. So order now. Use the code at Zazzle.com and Zazzle.com forward slash Grid Iron Beauties. Check it out. Help out the project with us. Every sale helps us spotlight another talented athlete playing in women's American football. Uh, if you don't get anything, get the shirt, the No Joke Football shirt, pretty basic, under 20 bucks with the coupon code and everything else. So you can get that and free shipping if you uh, subscribe to Zazzle Black for about 10 bucks for the year. You get free shipping, so it's a great deal. So let's go into the huddle, and let's bring in the uh, quarterback, legendary quarterback of the San Diego Surge, Melissa Gallegos. How you doing, Melissa? Hey, how's everyone doing? Great. Great. Merry Christmas. Uh, Merry it's been Christmas. a big year for uh, changes in women's football. Big changes, big changes. I don't know why why I retired when I did, but, yeah, there's some, some good changes happening right now. What did you think of the bombshell last week with Adidas? Well, uh, yeah, again, uh, not a good time to retire. Uh, yeah, that's, that's really <laughs> you awesome. You want to get paid. Is that what you're telling us? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think if I, if, if I could go back and, and I had the choice, absolutely I would, but – you know, I did it for love of the game, you know? Well, I guess uh, you're you're going to wait for the OJ just to continue to blaze and and surprise. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right, Melissa, um, the Surge gets to re-energize themselves 2019 in the WNFC. That's got to be pretty exciting, right? Super exciting, super exciting. So Chris and I are, are still involved with the Surge. Um, we're kind of stepping back. We're letting the girls, you know, try to figure stuff out. And, uh, yeah, but we're we're excited to be a part of it still. We can't wait to see what, what good things come of this league. Yeah, and it's, it seems like it's a moment of, of uh, just changes, and we've all just kind of expected this. But now I think it's more impactful, uh, given the Team USA members that you were participating with in 2010 as well, and now 2013, 2017. It just seems like this whole group, on Team USA has has literally focused on just getting this to another level. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, like finally with, you know, how you said the Adidas um, b- bombshell that came last week, I mean, that's that's just the first step. I mean, I'm, I'm hearing more, more is coming. I mean, nobody said anything, but more is coming. So I, I can't wait. I'm excited to see what what else is coming because it's it's just going to make things better for all these younger girls that are, that are coming out faster and stronger and and are able to do more things. Excitement for you was always, you were always there. And then when you guys branched off the WFA into, you know, the best of the West and all of a sudden now we're into this WNFC. Um, can you kind of tell us about your, your journey, how you end up here in Vegas and you get obviously honored in Vegas for the Hall of Fame, and I think all deserving, of course, with all your accolades and your accomplishments in women's football. Yeah, you know, I mean, you don't ever expect to, to make a women's Hall of Fame. You know, I mean, it's it's never heard of, you know. So for, for it to just come about all of a sudden and, you know, everything just starts falling into place and um, them, in, like, announcing that, you know, all these Hall of Fame women that were inducted, I mean, it's 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 awesome. It's like, again, it's another step upwards. and. That's what this whole 
seeing the big picture. That's what it's all about is just taking the sport to the next level for, for all these young girls. Melissa, you've always been focused on uh, business-minded sense with, you know, your outside businesses and obviously running the surge. And this is really, I think, a, a reality uh, with the WNFC, which all the groups in there, you know, you got Welter, you got uh, uh, Jenkins, you got Mitchell, you got Fuller. Um, I mean, you can go on and on and name the, the, the people involved. And I think really they're more business-minded, which we've always stressed here. I've stressed it for the last four years. If the WFA was going to go pro, they needed to be serious about going pro, and the East Coast would have been that pro model. But now the WNFC is on the West Coast, and I really think the, the regional model that they're putting together for the first season I think will be beneficial. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, all these business-minded women, you know, and, and the people they're involved with and the people that are helping them and, and, and just people that they're coming across as they're, they're doing all these great things, you know, it, it's eventually every team's going to want to be in this league, you know. I mean, it's, it's starting out the way it is right now with, you know, a few teams, but as soon as all these other teams start, start seeing what's going on and all the good that's coming out of it and all the great teams that it's going to make, I mean, this league's going to, you know, we're hoping it's going to take off. The stress level, uh, Melissa, you're, you play quarterback, stress level to run a team, to run the offense, everything. Do you think the stress level for the WNFC to really not drop the ball next uh, this coming first inaugural season, especially with the Adidas hookup? Uh, you know, I don't know if you can compare being a quarterback as stressful as, you know, trying to run a league. I'm sure, you know, Odessa and Welty and, and everyone are, are, you know, I'm sure they're stressing to, to make sure this thing runs correctly. But, I mean, they're, they're, they're hustling. They're all hustlers. They, they'll make things happen. So, I mean, obviously they made this happen. Um, I, I don't think playing quarterback was as stressful as what they're probably going through right now. Um, but, again, for me it was just it was all fun. It was all my stress relief, and, and it's, it's what kept me going. We talked to Katrina last week. Um, her highlight was 2012. Do you have a highlight? Oh, man. The, you know, the whole 15 years, you know, just, I, I think just, I think 2007 was, was probably one of my most favorite years. You know, I, we, nobody expected us to do what we did with the team that we had, you know? So I, I would say 2007 would probably be, one of the top, and then, and then, of course, 2012. Who, who, who won a championship? What other women team has have won a championship on Heinz Field? That's a huge moment right there. Um, let's bring in Luis and Holly here to pick your brain here. So, Luis, let's go. <laughs> All right. Hey, Melissa. Um, Hi. How you doing? Good. Uh, so, a couple things. So, I don't, Oscar, I don't know but if you know this, but Melissa was, like, down to the wire on if she was going to be able to come to Vegas or not. And uh, <laughs> she, crazy people in her family, they just, she was just trying Plenty to get there, it. and then she finally got there. So I was happy that they were able to make it. That's that's cool. Um, I was you. at the game. It. Yeah, definitely. I was at the game at Heinz Field, and that was a great um, – I was there because I was playing in the All-Star game. And that was that was a great game. I mean, seriously, just a great game. Obviously, being in the field, I mean, in that field, that was very cool. But yeah, that seriously, was one of the ooh, probably the best 
I haven't really attended very many women's football games separate from <laughs> what I played in. So that was probably that was a great game. Now that I think it about was. it, but it, it was. was yeah, definitely like down to the wire. Um, so I agree with you, and me, and Holly, I bet you would probably similarly agree. But um, there's a part about being a part of all of this the last several many years because I I've played ten. Holly's on. What are you on, Holly? Uh, going on 13. On? Okay, 13. Yeah. Melissa's got 15. And it seemed like there was always something cool the next year. And so the next, you know, the next year that you're going to play, there's always some new challenge or something cool. And so yeah, it 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 this is a new thing, the new league and just all that kind of stuff is cool. So does it I know it's a bummer when you say, you know, I chose a bad time to retire. But first of all, <laughs> are you still for sure retired? <laughs> And, yeah, I, I'm, uh, I'm retired. <laughs> okay, you're still for sure retired. And yeah. also, also, um, what I think there's pressure for the league management, but it really still comes down to the pressure of individual teams. And so, what do you think happens on in within a team? Like, for example, you guys, what happens differently having an association with the new league versus last year? Is there anything different, or do you think it's just still the same, status quo, or how do you guys approach it now that it's kind of like on a bigger platform, at well, least no, perceived to be a bigger Well, yeah. It's, I mean, when you get this, you know, Adidas jumping into this, it's it's absolutely bigger. It's a, it's a lot bigger than anybody anticipated. Um, yeah, I think the, the hardest thing is not knowing what's going to happen. You know, you want to put a quality team out there. Like, we don't want these games that are 65 to 2 or – you know, 55 to 16, like we want quality games, you know, the 14 to 10s or the, you know, the close nail biters, like those are the quality games that people want to see. So it's hard to determine whether your team's going to be able to do that. You know, you have to put quality people on the field. So I think that's what the most scariest thing is, is, is are there going to be teams like that in this league? You know, and, and, and that's that's hopefully what everyone's working at, you know, getting out recruiting and making sure that uh that they put out quality football. So how have you guys approached it differently or maybe not, and has it affected the people coming to your stuff? Uh, you know, like I said, Chris and I kinda stepped back a little bit. We're we kinda tried to let the girls take over. Um they've done a lot of recruiting. Um, so there's already been one tryout from what I understood. There was, there was a lot of girls. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's just, it's more recruiting. It's getting out there. I think now that there's the Adidas behind it, they they can kind of put that out there. That might help a little more. That might get more. It's kind of hard to recruit at like colleges and, and, and whatnot only because most of the athletes that are in college are playing college basketball or softball or or whatnot and aren't allowed to play anything else so it's really hard to recruit there and and in San Diego it's a really hard market because a lot of people are military and military like is not consistent with you know most of the time people get deployed so we lose players to deployment so getting quality players and quality teams I think is going to be the hardest part yeah, I definitely feel like it's still a lot of pressure on the teams and leadership to have good teams. Um, I'll let Holly take over, but my last thing is is that I wouldn't change and I have no regrets for any of the things that happened 
Like, I'm okay that I didn't get paid. Yeah, that would have been a nice thing, but I played knowing I wasn't getting paid. And so I still Absolutely. feel, yeah, I still feel like that was awesome. And so, yep. so if that it. happens no in the future, yeah, there you go. So I was, I was curious yeah. if you regrets first. So anyway, it's Holly, it's all you. Hey, how's it going? How you doing, Holly? Good. Um, so congratulations again, first of all. Um, Thank you. Likewise. Great. Thank you. Um, it's great seeing you down there. <clears throat> I have to tell everybody that I'm pretty sure your mom was about to tackle me when you told her that I sacked you in the, in the last game, and I almost <laughs> ran away because I was like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> I, I see where yeah, you get that fire from. <laughs> She's like, you hurt my baby? And I'm like, no, no, I didn't. I promise. <laughs> but, um, you know, you're one of uh, uh, my favorite players to, to play against because, uh, you know, for those that don't know, this woman can throw the ball a mile. And it really puts a lot of pressure on your defense to be able to cover the entire field because you can literally throw it the entire field. Um, <laughs> so I just want you to know that um, I definitely respect your game. Um, what was the, the, you're welcome. What was your, basically your funniest moment of your career, if you can put it into one or two? Oh, funniest moment. Uh, it would probably be 2007. Um, Mm -hmm. so we were in Rochester, New York. Uh, we were down, uh, I want to say one score. It was the beginning of the game. So Rochester thought they had a chance because they beat us to the ground the first game. So, we go in, and my coach is like, you're going to run the ball. And I told him, like, no, no, it's too cold. Like, I can't run. I can't even feel my hand. He's like, no, you're running the ball. So he, he throws in the signal, and I look over the sideline, and, like, everyone was looking at me, and they know what I'm going to do. And I look at him, I flip him the bird, and I try to run the ball. <laughs> so we're running. The ball is so cold, I dive for the end zone, and the ball flies out of my hand. Right? I swear I scored, but the referees uh, thought otherwise. So I fumbled into the end zone and we turned the ball over. Oh no! I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, was it was it just like icy or was it just like the ball was actually cold? It was probably about two degrees out. Oh yeah, it, yeah that that'll, that'll do freezing. it. It was freezing. <laughs> so what did you feel like um, the Hall of Fame induction meant to you as far as your career? You know, like at first to me it was like, you know, it's 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 not anything, it's not a big deal. So I kept telling my family, like, no, nah, we're not going, it's it's not a big deal. You know, and my mom and, and Christina were like kept telling me, like, you know what, like if they're if people are noticing what you've done and what all these other women have done and they wanna honor you for it, then just accept it, you know? Like I'm not really one to take like, Oh, you're the best or whatnot, you know, like I am who I am because of everybody that's around me. Like, my O-line, my receivers, my coaches, they made me who I am. Like, I wouldn't have been able to do any of this without any of them. So, to me, it was more like, why am I celebrating me when I should be celebrating everyone else around me? That's awesome. I I totally uh, feel the same way. And uh, for me, just knowing who I'm inducted with, that's really like the biggest honor for me is like looking around and be like, wow, these are really good people and really good players. And absolutely. that's really cool. Um, yeah, absolutely. So now that you're, that you're retired 
And I would not be surprised if in, you know, a few months here I see you and you're, like, on the field again. That wouldn't surprise me. But if you actually stay on the sideline, um, what do you think your future will be in football? Are you going to be kind of um, an admin, a coach? Are you going to continue in the role you're in now? Or what, what do you see that being? I mean, I've been telling the girls I'm just going to sell merchandise on the side. Like, <laughs> I don't want to – I don't want to mess any girls up. Like, I, I don't know if I could, like, actually coach, you know? Like, I, I think I have that mentality where, like, I I need to see something done in order to learn it, so I don't know if I could actually put it into words correctly to help someone. So I don't, I don't know if I could coach. I mean, maybe later on down the line I probably could, but I think right now it's so new that I think I'd probably mm-hmm. be like, ah, let me just get in there and do it myself, you know what I mean? Like that kind All of right. <laughs> right. I can see you doing either or. I think you're right in that it takes a certain skill set to to teach it. But, you know, maybe once you, you get out a minute and you get more comfortable not playing, then then you can get back in there and start coaching. But either way, if you're the merchandise people, that's going to be one of the best <laughs> merchandise people I've ever seen, I'm pretty sure. So there we um, go. <laughs> in, your, <laughs> in your career, who was the toughest opponent? What team – that you played that really made it tough on you as a quarterback? Oh, man, my Achilles heel, uh, Boston. Boston would have to be, <laughs> I mean, they're they're an amazing team. Um, Boston would probably be number one, and then the old Dallas Diamonds, the old Dallas Diamonds. I just, I mean, they 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 were coached well, both both teams. Boston, we could never get past. That was, that was one team that I... Wish I could have beaten at least one time in my career, uh, but kudos to them because they're they're a great organization. Um, we never got the chance to play DC, so I, I, I'm sure they're playing against them would have been just as hard. Uh, but yeah, uh, it would be Boston and uh, Dallas Diamonds. Awesome. Um, you know, it's funny is everybody have asked that question so far. I said Boston, so maybe we're on the theme here. Um, <laughs> and uh, my final question for you is, who is your Super Bowl pick for this year? My Super Bowl pick, like who I want to win or who I think is going to take it all. <laughs> if, it's it's if it's who I want to win, if it's who I want to win, they're never going to. It's going to be the Forty ers But that, that's that's my team. Oh, that's yeah. been my team. That was Me three too. years old. <laughs> um, Me too. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm. As much as I don't want to, I think it's going to be New Orleans, possibly. Um, for my dad, I, I would want the Chargers to take it all, you know. Mm-hmm. So Chargers or uh, the Saints, I'm going to go with those two. <laughs> I think those are solid picks. And it might be a minute before our team's back in it. But, you know, we can. We're, we're, there's still hope. One day yeah. we'll get number yeah. six. Oh yeah, I'm I'm still cry- I still wear my Kaepernick shirt in hopes that they bring him back. You know, like something, oh, that would be some nice. kind of change. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was great talking to you. Congratulations again. Um, I look forward to seeing you at, in some capacity on the field uh, when we meet later this season. And I'll throw it back to you, Oscar. Absolutely. Awesome. Good talking with you, so, Melissa. It's been a great ride. Uh, so 15 years in the books, and you get the uh, accolade in Vegas. 
Um, so, I mean, we, we can't be more happier for you. I mean, tons of yards that you threw with the strong arm that you had, plus, a, you know, a bunch of good offensive lines, of course, that kept you upright. So it's, a, it's been a pretty good journey. <laughs> it's been a great journey. I, I don't think I'd change anything at all. It's been a great, a great ride. What do we expect uh, of you now? Is it uh, backgrounds? Is that what we're doing now? We're out. We're in the background now, relaxing with my ties and stuff. You know, I mean, we've every weekend since since football's been over, we've been out. We've been out of town doing stuff. So it, you know, it's kind of been a little bit great. You know, I don't have to worry about. Oh man, I gotta hurry up and get back for practice. We have practice on Sunday or or whatnot. So it's it's kind of been relaxing. Yeah. So a couple of my ties here and there and. You know, desert riding and, riding and yeah. It's been cool. I can hear it in your voice. <laughs> it's been cool. Yeah, it's been great. Well, that's great. Um, I wanted to just bring you on because you know, it's a huge moment. The inaugural, uh, the first class is always kind of like the starting point. Uh, I know we got a lot of people, you know, criticizing. Oh, so and so wasn't in the first class and all this other stuff. But the reality is, it's a starting point. And going down the road in 2019, I'm pretty sure we're going to start to see a lot more names that have contributed to the sport and have made an impact in the sport, whether it be in the various leagues that are no longer with us or the current leagues that are standing with us today. Definitely. And I'm excited to see, you know. I mean, there's there's plenty of NFL players that should be in it as well. So I, I understand why it was done this way. And, and yeah, it's, I'm excited to see who else is going to be inducted in the next, the upcoming years. Awesome. So, Melissa, thank you for making the time. I know you're busy and relaxing now, so <laughs> I had to take you away from that. But uh, say hi to Christina for me and uh, the surge looking for the WNFC championship, the Title IX Cup in Denver, obviously in 2019. Perfect. Will do. I'll let everybody know you said hi, and thank you guys for having me on. It was great talking with you all. See you, Melissa. All right, Melissa. Have a great evening. Thank you. You thank too. You. Good night. So there you are, uh, Holly. Uh, her mom almost had you down there. Just not hap- not happy with your uh, pressure of calling down the baby there. Well, basically, what ha- see what had happened was I was standing there and I was I ran into Melissa as we were filtering out of the room, and we were talking for a minute, and she said, "Oh yeah, you got me in the in the sack," and then. Her mom came and, like, overheard it, and then, like, I just saw the fire in her eyes, and I was like, oh, shoot, no, I, I promise she's okay. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, but, you know, there's a protective mom, right? Your mom probably would do the same thing. Uh, <laughs> probably. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, what a career, right? Uh, Bean, what a career here. 15 years, you can relate to this, you know, uh, championships she she played in the wpf on top of that wfa she's played pretty much in every alphabet league up to now <laughs> and unfortunately she didn't get to play in the wnfc yeah y- y- melissa was obviously just a no-brainer on on a great career lots of yards good teams team usa the thing that i really be, because i was um you know, sending the emails out and getting the RSVPs, I would never really hear from her. So finally I emailed her one time and I'm like, hey, are you coming? And she's like, well, you know, we're trying to, but I didn't want to email you unless I really knew we were coming. And then there was the deadline for the dinner that had to be turned in. 
And that was like, mm, like 10 days before because he had to do the food and the count and all that kind of stuff. So she had still said, you know what, we're not going to make it, we're not going to make it. And so then it, it's getting closer and closer, and so then she's like, okay, maybe we're going to make it. And this is like, I don't know, five days out. And they just live in San Diego, so you can hop in the car and drive over. I think they ended up flying, though. But it was like three days out, and she had told me, no, we're not going to make it. I got family stuff. And then Christina had messaged someone else and said they were coming. And I was like, Melissa, wait, are you coming out? No, we're not coming. <laughs> so I don't know. It was crazy. So finally, like I like a, two days before, they decided they could come. And so it was really fun to see her because I've only met her a few times, and we've only played against them like twice ever in my career. And so and that was a great game last year. It came down to the last play of the game. And so, yeah, it was it was fun. I'm so glad she was able to make it. But the thing that really stuck out to me in what she just said was, and I had a lot of the similar feelings, is that you just you feel like, well, wait, this is so – a, not an I award, it's a we award. And so you feel uncomfortable, at least I did. And so after she voiced that, then I could see all the things that led up to that, why, you know, she just didn't jump on the bandwagon and want to come because she feel like it's a we thing. So I can really respect that. I just really respect that. So anyways, she's a good person, good lady, and I hope that they can continue to grow as an organization or whatever they decide to do. All right. Well, Holly, it just looks like you're not going to face her this year, so that's a that's a good thing. Not the playoffs, at least. Uh, not the playoffs, yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's just the way it goes. Oh, sorry, I was um, on so, mute. <laughs> no, you were on mute. Uh, that, you have no words for her because her mother's probably going to come after you. She's off the field now, so no. you uh, I was just saying it, it's kind of sad because – when you play players that are, you know, on that level and then they retire, it is kind of bittersweet because it's, it's, um, it's kind of sad because you kind of miss that competition. But you know, I, it was it was awesome to face her the, the short amount of times that I did, and uh, hopefully, you know, she'll be in some capacity on that sideline, and then I can still see her. Perfect. All right, guys, um, don't forget the Christmas sale going on at Zazzle.com, No Joke Football Shop. Check it out. Order by tomorrow and get it by Christmas. Use the Zazzle code. And then if you want to get free shipping, it's 10 bucks for the year. And so it's Zazzle block there and you get it done. Help support the uh, project for us, the Great Inner Beauties as well. And so let's go into the huddle, second huddle here. And uh, guess what, Luis and Holly, the theme of the night, the last renegades and Boston <laughs> militia. And who do we have? We have Stephanie Jeffers here of the Boston Renegades. What's happening? What's happening? How you guys doing? Stephanie, uh, we have Boston theme for everybody that we've interviewed in the last three podcasts. The toughest team to face is Boston, Boston, Boston. That's got to say a lot about your organization. Oh, yeah, very organized, you know, focused. Uh, At the end of the day, you know, there's a lot of hard work, a lot of things, a lot of determination coming back from, um, you know, uh, certain times, where, you know, it's, it's disappointing, but just to come back and, and fight again. Uh, at the end, of, you know, we had a lot of good 
a lot of good players. We still have a lot of good players on Boston uh, who are determined and still working hard all the way through. Uh, I don't know. I don't really know what else to say, but, you know, we have a lot so of good Stephanie, players. Uh, the success from the previous regime, which is the militia, and then to the you know hard changeover that Molly had to do to re- re-energize and rename the Renegades and to win the right. championship this year, that's gotta that's yeah. gotta feel great. Oh man, you have you have no idea. I mean, the transition is is just like you know when you come back from something. Okay, yeah, 2012 is when I started with uh, with with Boston. 2013 uh, lost against uh, to Chicago, and then 2014. But mind you, 2010, 2011 was the back-to-back, right, as militia. And then 2014, uh, we won that in the championship against the surge, right? And then then coming back again, you know, the, the, the... Fold with with Ernie Bach and then uh, Molly came together with some other uh, older players and and she was the main forefronter uh, as well as Michelle and it was just amazing to see how they stuck through with it stuck with us and you know it was a bunch of good players coming together and and working hard and it was just an amazing thing to to stay stick with it come back and and, and fight through. Um, to get that championship this year, get this championship. So yeah, Steph, yeah, uh, you guard one what of the one of the jewels of the WFA, which is the Tom Brady, basically, which is Kale trying to keep her upright. Yeah. So there's you know 100 victories for this uh, amazing athlete, and you've been part of it as well on the field with her. So uh, you know, just what can you say about Kale too? Man, Kale. Kale's another breed of a quarterback. I've, I've honestly, I've, I've, I've protected a lot of quarterbacks, but, but Kale, at the end of the day, she has this, this fight. You know, she's, she's also uh, a personal trainer. She, man, I'm talking about like film study, uh, making sure she eats right, body, just that all overall athletic drive. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I remember what 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 game was that, man? She she got she did get hit, you know, she she was down, came back, had blood in her mouth and like, yo, like next play, let's get it. Like it was nothing. Like what? That just made us like oh you know, we I don't know if you can cuss on you, but that just made us even want to come back more. Come back even harder. Like, well, I can't believe this just happened, you know what I'm saying? So it, she really puts in what you want to call overall that overall effort, that overall fight at the end uh, of a game as well. You know, she she's a fighter and she's definitely um, technically sound when it comes to you know the plays and the schemes of, of football. So, yeah, man. Stephanie, your beginnings with your, uh, you know, your situation growing up and everything else, and then to the point where you get to the Comets and now you get to the Renegades. And then the highlight is obviously 2013 and 2017 to represent your country. What, 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 did you, what was the feeling when you got the call in 2013 that you were chosen on this amazing squad? 
Man, to, it, it was just amazing to know. You know, honestly, I went out there, and there was just so many different women. There's so many different from different backgrounds, different sizes. The, the competition was, like, on, a, on an all-time high. You know, obviously, you know, yeah, okay, I hate to – I'm not, you know, trying to be – cocky or anything, but, you know, Team USA, boom, we're going to win, hands down. You know, Team USA, come together, everyone come together, we're going to win that. That's automatic. But when you have <laughs> over 200 women, you just don't even know. You, you're like, dang, you know, I, I thought I gave it my all. Like, And just the fact that, you know, I got that call, it was just, it was an amazing feeling to know that I can come through and um, represent America, and then just being part of the first pioneer women to, to do that is just—it's crazy. Like you know, you have the different sections. They have they set it up with different weekends, but at the end of the day, it's just like you just have to keep fighting and battling through all the way and give everything you got just to make the cut. Like <laughs> you want everything just to make that cut. That's the competition behind it. And now that this this uh, whole the whole league and everything is changing and. Um, the competition is growing, it's only going to get bigger and better from there. And that's what, you know, I feed off of is that competition. When you have, you know, now now you're going to have a lot more women, you know, hitting the weights, trying to peak in, you know, at a different time, you know, eating right. You're going to have that better percentage of women to strength ratio. It's, it's going to be it's going to be crazy. Like, it's it's already at an all-time high, but it, it, there's only, like, another level for it to get to, you know? So when you when you go out there and you compete, you're just like, okay, I know I got to get right. Now you're going to have people, you know, already on that regular peak season, but when it comes to that next level, getting ready for competition, oh, I was like, okay, I'm going to put aside this whole year to focus on, you know, this competition or whatever it is because, you know, you're not just getting – different leagues you're going to get different areas of of athletes you might not just have a, a football player you know you might just have a soccer player a rugby player come out you know what i'm saying so it's just that it's, it's another level and it makes it really good so shut up bro all right let's bring in let's bring in the hall of famer here uh, louise bean to pick your brain and holly custis as well oh man don't do that <laughs> I know, it's really stressful. <laughs> How you doing? No, I'm all hey, right. Hey, rem- remind these, these two other Hall of Famers what your day job is. I'm an electrician. I'm a union electrician out of IBW Local 103. Very cool. I knew that, but I wanted them to know just because, uh, you know, it's, it, it's, it's no, it's no uh, cupcake job that you do. So, oh, yeah, um, no, it's- you know, any anywhere anywhere from uh, wiring, uh, pulling wire, you know, feeders. You get you get a lot of you got to make sure you're on point with your, on your game. But at the end of the day, you know, it's it's a well trained program, and and they make sure that we're that we're in it, you know, for success. At the end of the day, um, studying it's a it's a five year program, and then you know I'm I'm a journeyman. I journeyed out uh, 2017, so. It was uh, kind of tough saying goodbye to the money for that Team USA, but you know, uh, at the end of the day, you know, they, you know, I have a I have a love for football, I really do, and um, yeah, man, it, it's something I do to to 
make the, the the time, make the money grow at the right now. But uh, yeah, so I mean, I love it. It's it's a good it's a good career. I don't like to just say job. It's a career, you know. Um, yeah, you could only do what you can do with it. So yeah, definitely. Well, I just thought it was cool, so I just wanted them to know. Um, Thank you. So. Because you're with the WFA, so how? What was your reaction to? Because um, I've just seen different things on social media, different opinions about the the new league, and um, so what was your reaction when you found out about it? Because you're not in the league, Boston's not in the league. Yeah. So does it matter? Does it make you feel like, oh, I wish we were in the league? Does it just uh, not matter to you? Or what you was know, your what was your take? You know, these are questions for the managers. Oh, uh, you don't have don't to have an official statement. Right, no, you know, no, I'm gonna tell you how I really feel. You just want to okay. know how I really feel about That's this whole thing, man. At yeah, the end seriously. of the day, you know what I'm saying? You got all these different leagues, but things. What we need to do is combine everything. And I understand. Like, come on, man! You can't, you can't knock out. You got teams like Chicago. Like, what? You got like Chicago? They're, they're beastly squad. Like, come on, they, they, that's the competition. You got, you know, Pittsburgh came over. You know what I'm saying? You got passion. You got DC. Like, if it, it ain't nothing if it ain't DC and Boston. Like, come on, these these are excellent rivals. Like, come, like we have a lot of good teams. And then you got. I'm not knocking these small teams. I know it sounds like. Damn, you know, the, people don't really like me because, you know, I, I, sometimes I just, the way how I talk and the way how I think about it. So you got these other teams that's just like, what are you doing? Like, where, what, like, I, I know, I, I'm sorry. I'm, I apologize. I, I know, and I came from those small teams. Like, I know what it's like. I live in Ohio, and I know, like, I don't know if you guys remember, like, the Phantoms. And I went from there to the Commons. Like, I know what it's like to be on those teams and, like, just trying to play, let the clock run out. But what are you doing? Like, merge. merge. Like, some of these owners are just so, I don't know what's going on, like, selfish or what it is. You need to build. You want to really see the sport grow. You've got to merge. You've got to make it to what it is. Like, you've got to make what it should be, and that is growth. So, I, you know, I give a hats off. To those who are hustling, like that's that's just pure hustle. So to want to see real growth, like come on, man, like you you gotta want that. You got this is what we this is what we are in the trenches for. Like we don't get any credit. O line never gets any credit in any football, in anything that we do. Like at the end of the day, like what do we? You go out there and you and you bleed and you fight, sweat, blood, tears to see this game grow at the end of the day that's what it is and if you're coming in you're shelling out your money and you're hustling every day you're not getting anything for what you deserve and you're going out there playing a game that you love for nothing but yet you go to work i work with these guys who are semi-pro players and they get paid three hundred dollars two three hundred five hundred dollars just to play on um on a saturday like come on man you're playing us we scheme just like you we hit just like you we we go hard just like you. Why are you disrespecting the game? Come on, these owners need to come together and understand what's really what it's all about. Like I'm like yo, I'll, you know what? I'm I'm just gonna start. I'm a, I, I, there's just so much and 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 the platform for Team USA, the platform for for some of these leagues who are really trying to get that next level stuff. 
is uh is is very important. I was just telling one of the other uh girls who who are uh one of the forefronts, one of the leaders, like there should be to get more women to come out and compete for Team USA, there should be um what's it called? Like babysitting areas for tryout sessions, daycare for the kids for for women to come out. Like sometimes that's just the reason that women won't aren't able to, to, to come out and compete. Like, come on, man. What What's up with reaching out to certain sponsors um, to try and get some type stipend? I hit up I, – I, I played rugby for, like, a small session just to train for a little bit. It was uh, it was sevens. I know, as big as I am, I was, I was fooling around with sevens. But uh, their, their girls get a stipend. They get a pension when they go out for, for Team USA. Why can't our girls – this is football. This is American football. How, how come there's no stipend? But, but, you know what I'm saying? All these things, yeah, you you hear it, we're fighting for it, but who are the hustlers? Who are going out there to make that really happen? You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, yeah, you know, you could get the new uniform, but what about, like, yo, I'm taking time away from my life for this. You know what I'm saying? People are getting hurt. CTE, concussion, that's real. It's real. Like, come on now. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, uh, it well, upsets why... me. I'm just like you got the old old time. I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you up, but you got the old timers who are like just hanging on. Like we're trying to like, come on, there's got to be that break. It's coming, it's coming, it's coming. <laughs> you got girls coming out, you know, 50 years old. Da, 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 you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like no, like for real. Like you know, you got to eat right. It's gonna come. It's gonna come. Like come on, should have been here. It should have been here. I'm disgusted. And, and, and hey, we that... gotta really put the pressure on some of these owners, man, and not not the owners that are hanging on strong, like probably taking out a a, a, a car note or taking out an annuity from their houses. I'm talking about league owners who've been around. Like, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Like, whatever. I I mean, I'm, I maybe I don't know what's really going on, but at the end of the day, like, that's off. I'm waiting. I'm waiting to hear what's gonna happen. What's up? Phase two, phase three. What's up? You should have been made the call. What's good? You feel me? Like that's how I feel. End of the well, day. Well, that's why Oscar has you come on so that you can, you know, share your feelings and your opinions. And you've been around for a while, and and you know that's that's all really good stuff. Um, and I guess it's a wait and see kind of wait and kind of see what happens with this with the new league. Um, my other question, because I know Holly's Holly's got a jet, so I got one more quick question. <laughs> Is how how did it pan out? Um, how did you when you when you found out you were going to do because uh, you didn't make it out to the ceremony, so how did I you know, feel? Sorry, no, that's that's totally cool. Not everyone could make it. Um, but uh, how did you feel when you found out? And just you know, give us a little. Bit I was like, on that. I was like, I was like, is this is is this even real? At the end of the day, like I I mean I know I know I'm a hustler. I know I work hard. You know maybe some. People might not notice it, but like so many other players, like yo, like what about Whitney Zealy, like two, two hundred, two, two was it, two thousand uh, yard plus, whatever. Like she's a she's a beast in the game. Like no drugs, like straight natural. Are you kidding me? Like Kayla, like okay, yes, they they might not have gone to the Team USA stuff. They you know probably just stay home, but like. Look at the basketball players that just stay home. Like, where's, you know what I'm saying? Look at the best who who also did the All-Stars, and then they did that. Like, 
okay, are the ones who did the All-Stars and, and, and then also uh, just stayed on one team, did they just get one credit in one place? Like, I don't know, like LeBron James hopped around and went. I mean, not even that, like just football players. Football players just stayed on one team for such a long time. Like, you know what I'm saying? And, and you got some that, that get the jacket and don't get the jacket. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what about the ones who who hustled at home? Like, there's there's a lot of good players. Like, oh, my God, Amy Sauer, Amy Sauer. Like, I know I'm just saying Boston, but I know there's a lot of other excellent players out there who did not uh, get credit. And at the end of the day, yeah, I know over time, but I thought it was amazing to just know that this has started. Like, it's great. I'm, I'm not knocking anybody who, you know, I, I love it. Um, keep pushing it. And I'm just, I'm proud. I'm happy. Um, I'm excited that I'm I'm a part of that. Like, oh man, it makes me like I love this sport so much. I love what you guys are doing. I love um, this, even the radio podcast. Like, I hope there's more. There's got to be more. There's got to be more fight of it. There's got to be. You know, I'm I'm with it. So well, well, it. congratulations. And I'll turn Thank it you. over to Oscar Holly. Congratulations. All right, shout out Boston. Let's go, Renegade. Have a good day. Hey, good Steph. Don't don't leave me yet. Uh, Holly's still on. Yes. Not yet. Hold on. Hey, Steph. How's it going? Hey, what's going on? Who's this? No, it, it's Holly Custis uh, from Seattle. Oh, how's it going? How you doing? How you doing? Good, good, good. Good. Uh, congratulations again. Um, like Oscar said, I've been asking people uh, the last uh, couple weeks here who their toughest opponent has been, and consistently mm-hmm. it's been Boston, 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 which is a great credit to to your program there. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you the same question. Who has been the toughest opponent for you? Okay. All right, all right. Now, it's, that's a hard question because 2014 and me in 2017 – a different. I feel like uh, 2018 me. Okay, well, okay, okay. That's a hard question. Okay, because gotta make you think. At the end of the day, <laughs> at the end of the day, like, okay, when we played Dallas, I feel like we didn't show up. Like we 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 definitely we've had practices harder. Like. At the end of the day, I'm not knocking. I, they they definitely showed up, and that's what you got. You got to play four quarters of football. At the end of the day, you got to play four quarters. Um, definitely what I think who our hardest opponents are, day in and day out, continuously play uh, D.C. Like, come on, guys. This is a team that knows their players in and out. They know how our coaches scheme. They know. So it's like you playing against somebody that is like uh, not just knows you and your whole organization. They know you and how you play. It's another thing when you go out there and you're like, okay, um, this is what we could do. We could adjust, blah, blah, blah. Nah, just think about adjusting three, four, five times. Like, you, you, you know what I'm saying? It's like chess. And then not only that, you got to do it at 100% all four quarters of the game. So the, those constant play teams like Chicago, 
that know us and, and, and been playing against us, those are the hard teams. Because other than that, in my eyes, it's going to be practice. What's harder than practice? You know you won't win the championship unless you're, if your practice ain't harder than the games, you ain't winning shit. That's, that's hands down. Practice. That's what's hard. Practice. But at the end of the day, when you, come, when you talk about teams, okay, I give it to the D.C. I give it to, you know what I'm saying, Chicago. Chicago, Chicago, come back, man. What's up? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, at the end of the day, it's what it is. That's where you get the real competition. But you, well, that's you that. I think that's uh, well said. And I think, Oscar, we have a new practice quote. I don't know, Steph, if you know all the, the different practice quotes. We have Alan Everson, who's like, practice, what's practice? And then was it Herm Edwards? It's like, was that the other guy that had the practice quote, Oscar? Oh, yeah, Herm Edwards. Now we have a new one. I think, Steph, your practice quote right there, I think it wins hands down. Um, I oh, yeah. appreciate your fire. Um, I think, you know, it's evident just talking to you that you're you're a natural football player, and I, I respect the hell out of you. Um, I have to bounce, though, and I, but I definitely appreciate talking to you, and best of luck to you. No, thank you so much, man. I, you know what? They don't give you guys enough credit. You guys are really the ones who are um, pressing for this and giving the publicity that it needs, man. You know, you got you work you work very hard, and, and you know, at the end of the day, you know what I say? The hardest workers on the team is, is not just the coach, it's not just the players, it's the managers, it's the owners, it's the ones who who organize it. You have to organize, and that's the same thing like the union. Like we, the, the you got the workers, you got the people who put in. The work, but at the end of the day, like if the organizers and the leaders aren't on board and aren't organized with what needs to be seen, what needs to be heard, what needs to be done, then you're not going to get real movement. So it starts with y'all. Whether you branch out and do another podcast or start off with a show and do a video thing, like it starts with y'all pulling in us, talking to us, like hats off to y'all. Like y'all are doing it. And I mean, keep, keep fighting for it. Like I love it. Steph, uh, um, I wanted to bring you on because you have kind of like this aura of you that we've been told that, and you can just see it in, and hear it in your voice now, which is a, an amazing thing. And, you know, obviously getting recognized for it's even better. One of the elite teams probably in women's football in terms of the U.S. scene, which is Boston, you know, and so being part of that. And then, like you said, with Zeely, with Cahill, part of the, like the aura of the Renegades is a fear factor. And I think that's, that's what we have to take away here is that every every Hall of Famer that we've had before this has, you know, has noted that you guys are, you know, the, the nail, which is the hardest thing to, to, to punch in, and, and they respect that. And so I guess you guys literally at this point, you know, Molly and everybody else and, and all the crew before that, all the coaching staff, I mean, that's got to say a lot about you guys, a little about your teammates, and obviously the team itself in terms of, I wouldn't say they're fearing you, but they know they're go- they're going in for battle. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, thank you. I mean, uh, at the end of the day, you know, you, you got to give the hats off to the people who uh, who've been keeping it afloat, man. Molly got a lot going on, you know what I'm saying? So she she's doing what she can do to keep it keep it going, and managers and like obviously you know the players. Uh, yeah, it's just something that you 
you, when you when you see like you want to be part of it, like you just you see greatness, you want to be part of it. You gotta you gotta go after it, you know. So you, so, um, and at the end of the day, you know, you, you gotta believe in it. Uh, there's been times where I, like I've had you know the, like low faith, even even with myself. But at the end of the day, you know, like we keep each other keep each other uh, focused, keep each other uplifted. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and that's where you get that oh, yeah. fight back, comes back. Yeah. And that's how you, you the movement come back. I think the movement is really exciting because I've been covering it since 2009, and I think we're at an impactful level given all the leadership that's involved now, certain leagues. I think the competition level for both leagues has been up. When, you know, we up the game now where we wake up one league, which thought was complacent, and now we have another league that obviously is going forward. Um, Steph, before I let you go here, what do you think of the international scene? I talked to Jeanette Gray. I've talked to every other national, you know, the team USA member. 2017 in Vancouver, you saw Mexico mm-hmm. shine. You saw the UK, the uh, the British teams coming to play. You got Australia that involved with it. What did you, what mm-hmm. was your impression when you saw this huge tournament and everybody's gunning for you. They want to be you. <laughs> Yo, I got to give a shout out to Mexico. Yo, Mexico got heart. And you know what? Canada too. Canada too. You know, they, they understand the game as well. But um, a lot of the Mexican girls, like they, they play with a lot of heart. Um, yeah, man, it, it it's an amazing thing because then even with that, when we travel, like they just, knew what it was like they they knew that we were here to to be the the pioneers but it was also like that humbling uh moment to know like yo these girls they they put everything on the on the line they put everything out there just to to come and play against us you know what i mean so it was just it was a is peaceful but then it was also determination to keep on Fighting through to want it. That's and that's part of what the reason why I came back 2017. Like I could have just been like, all right, I'm, you know, I'm good. I had my fix, but it was just like seeing everyone's faces, like meeting new new people long term, like uh, forever friends, like on Facebook. I'm gonna stay in contact with them. It's a like you know they say like oh it's a fraternity you know it's it's a, it's like a sorority. Like you think you know everybody is in it for one thing and one thing only, and that's the advancement of women's football. Like, you know, I, I, I'm sorry, I didn't go to the WWG, right? The world, the world's, um, but a, a lot of those women were there, and they just couldn't stop talking about it. Like, they just loved what they were learning, and it was just growth all, all around. So, at the end of the day, you know. It's going to be an exciting, I think it's going to be an exciting North American swing now because you got Canada, the silver medal. Uh, Mexico looks, you know, they've been building their program for 11 years. So the, so the North American swing really needs to represent really well, you know, giving yourselves you know, as well. So I think that's a, that. a positive sign. The, that's funny you say that because I'm going to be real with you. The One of the other one, like, you know, this, one or two top reasons why you come back to Team USA, you know, obviously to get better. But one of the top reasons was because I seen Russia on the list. Stop playing. You remember, right? The original oh, yeah. list had Russia had Russia on there. Now I remember when oh, we yeah. played Germany, they had a big dick. They had that big girl. Uh, but you know, they were they 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 didn't really know. I don't think they really knew how to scheme the game, and they weren't as strong as us. You're talking but, about uh, 2013. 
when they scored the touchdown? When they had Germany. When they had Germany. But Russia came off the list. And I was like, come on, man. And it was already too late and I already paid and everything like that. But yeah. They're not ready. I don't think they're ready stuff in Russia. They're not ready. I think they're building the program, but I don't think they're ready. So uh, the European teams, I think, are going to be the the factor. It's it's Russia. Like, come on. Like, I feel like they would. You know what I'm saying? You got girls who shot put. (laughs) You know, you got some big girls who are. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? All they got to do is recruit in the field somewhere, and then Sweden. Sweden has some really good girls. Sweden too. I think uh, you know the Swedish and the Finland and Vanta. It's it, this coming uh, this the next tournament in two, in 2021. It's really going to be mm-hmm. awesome because they need to get back to what they were doing before. And I think they kind of slayed off this week this this tournament where Mexico yeah. and uh, and you know and the UK really stood out. And I think yeah. the programs there are, are actually evolving a lot faster than the other programs. Um, and then you know. Yeah. Uh, Australia did show really good. They've they've been building that program for a couple of years. So, Steph, it's been a wonderful chat with you. Um, passionate player you are. Uh, your team, your team has been the the talk of every podcast as a, as an edge competitor. So, congratulations to your diva squad, yourself, and the honors in uh, in Vegas. Well deserved. What happened? I said uh, congratulations to you and your honors in Vegas. It's so well-deserved for you. Oh, thank you, man. I appreciate that. Uh, well, keep in touch, Steph, for the new season. Um, are you hanging them up, or are you still, you're still going to be running Renegades for 2019? Uh, Undecided? To be determined right now, probably not. To be determined? Okay. we got to figure some things out. Okay. You know, it's, it's, you put a, you put a lot, man. It's a lot you put sure, a lot on the line. So, so we will. We'll it's see. a wait and see for you then, right? Until we see you on the roster uh, officially. I don't know. Don't I don't know. I'm being recorded, so I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna hold delete, you to it. Delete, 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 delete. I'm out. Y'all have a good out. night. Okay. Have a good one. Thanks again. It's past my bedtime. And Bye. don't forget to talk about Coach Byrne. He he changed the game. Coach Byrne changed the Coach game, Byrne? man. Yeah, he changed. I, I need game. to get him on. He probably need to have him. Film. Have him, have him contact me so we can get him on. I'm gonna try shooting me an email. Perfect. All right. Just uh, uh, gridironbeauties right. at gmail. Gridironbeauties at gmail. Right. Just send it out to him. All right, All right Steph. Man, thank you. Care. Have a great uh, night. Right. Thanks for coming on. All right. So that was the uh, talented. Uh, Stephanie Jeffers, two-time gold medalist, 2013-2017, and also champion with the uh, uh, Boston Renegades, multi-time playoff competitor. I mean, what can you say about her? It's just a lot, a lot. So uh, let's go into the third huddle here, and we're going to bring in another tough cookie, and that is Safi Mohidi of the D.C. Divas. How you doing, Safi? Good. How are you? Great. Uh, you just you just got to hear Stephanie Jeffers there for a while there. Uh, probably someone you I know did. pretty well <laughs> on the other side. <laughs> so, yeah. um, you know, yeah. no stranger to passion and, and, and thrive for it. So uh, I wanted to bring you on because you, her, and everybody else that we've had on in the last three podcasts, it's either Diva, Renegade, and this is probably the best rivalry 
in the WFA. So um, I don't know if you talk trash, but I'm pretty sure everybody talks trash back in those games. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard to play a game like that without, you know, some extracurricular activities. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. So, Avi, let's let's start with you. Five season in, and uh, here we go. We get the call, and you get the email, and uh, you're going to Vegas, and you're going the first inaugural class, which I'm really excited when I saw your name out there because you put up a lot of a lot of effort into it. Uh, Douglas Charlin has done a great job of spotlighting you on stills, and what a beast you are! So deserving to be in Vegas. Yeah, I mean, it was awesome, right? It was, you know, a great honor um, to even be put in the same category or mentioned in the same conversations as a lot of the folks that um, that were out there. You know, my very own teammates, you know, folks that have played 18, 15, 13 years, right? And then some of the, some of the other women um, who've been pioneers in this game, right? Uh, you know, Trick McNair, uh Donna Wilkinson. I mean, like, it's it's a great honor to have even shared the field with them, much less to now be, um, you know, inducted into a, an, an inaugural Hall of Fame class with them. So, uh, yeah, I was extremely excited. Um, you know, the folks did a great job putting it together. Um, you know, it definitely, definitely made us all very appreciative of uh, being you know, nominated and um, as well as uh, being picked or selected to be uh, inducted. So, Great. Safi, how was that 84-yard punt, uh, uh, two-point conversion return? Was that pretty exhausting? Uh, man, yeah, it was. Um, it was a little taxing, but uh, you know, we were trying to we were trying to get some things done that game, um, and I think hopefully that you know that got us a little closer. You're talking about the uh, the Pittsburgh game or the Boston? Yeah, the game? overtime, the overtime uh, fumble recover, and then you returned it for 84 yards. For the two-point yeah, conversion. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, exactly. So, um, I mean, I think we all, our special teams is very uh, active, right? You know, our, our special teams coach, Tessa Nelson, uh, former diva, she is, you know, uh, a special teams mastermind. She's always trying to get us, you know, there's, there's, people shouldn't get, you know, punts or field goal attempts against us, right? Everything should be a block. Um, you know, we should recover onside kicks, uh you know, so being being able to be put in the game and have the opportunity to scoop and score, I mean, granted, most scoop and scores are like, you know, 10 to 15 yards. So getting the chance to run 84 yards, um, I definitely one for the record books for sure. Now, you had, you've had to play with uh, Bronson. No surprise that Bronson's doing so well at Darkness, right? Absolutely, yeah. She's, uh, I, we were actually, we just had a, um, our end of the year banquet uh, for the Divas, um, and she came down. Uh, you know, her and her father are still very, very much involved. Uh, even though she's up there, we're all, you know, super proud of her. You know, she's a she's a great leader on the field, off the field. Um, you know, again, it's like one of those one of those things. You know, playing with the Divas, there's so many great people around that do so many cool and awesome different things. Not only for uh, you know, women's football, but just for women in general um, around the world, throughout the country. So, yeah, I mean, Cali's great. <laughs> so prior to football, um, Safi, can you tell us what happened prior to football before you got to this diva, this diva moments and highlights and stuff? Where were you at? 
Um, so I played basketball my entire life. I had never played flag. I had never touched a football. I'd never touched a soccer ball. The, the closest I've gotten to any other sport um, was tennis in high school and softball in high school. I was pretty good at both. Um, but, you know, I, it was just another sport to play because I went to a private school, the Bowes School. I was in Potomac, Maryland, a uh, great school. Um, and we, instead of gym, we had basically intramural uh, sports where, you know, you basically tried out for a team. If you made it, you know, they had, you know, A, B, C squads or whatever, um, and you basically had to play a sport instead of going to gym. So I played tennis, softball, and basketball, obviously. I ran a little bit of track. Um, but, you know, I wasn't really for running around a track um, when I could run up and down a court. So, um, yeah, I got a full scholarship uh University of Rhode Island, played there for four years, um, you know, uh, actually got inducted into the uh, A-10 Legends class, uh, or, you know, essentially Hall of Fame uh, a few years ago, actually. So um, I had a pretty good uh, career there. Um, while I was there, I got the opportunity to play in the 2008 Olympic qualifiers for, uh, I, I had uh, dual citizenship. I was born in Nigeria. So I got to play for uh, Nigeria in the FIBA uh, World Games, um, which basically decided uh, who would play in the 2008 Olympics. So, um, you know, I've just been basketball my entire life. Uh, then five years ago, uh, a member of the D.C. Divas, Melissa Washington, and now Grigsby, um, asked me, well, I asked her, you know, I said, hey, you know, I'm, I'm interested in playing flag football because a lot of my friends, you know, they were, that was, you know, kind of the new thing to do. Um, and she said, you know, our my flag season just ended, but I play tackle football. How about you come try out? I was like, eh, you know, um, I play basketball. I don't, you know, I do indoor sports um, as much as possible, uh, especially in the winter in this area. And so, uh, you know, she, she, me into coming and trying out, um, tried out for Coach Fisher at the time, uh, made the team, uh, initially started out as an outside linebacker, um, and then just circumstance, uh, you know, some players got injured that year, and I had the opportunity to step into the free safety position, um, which, uh, you know, the, the, our coaching staff, Coach Bennett, uh, Coach Kyrie, uh, they are football masterminds, right, our defensive coordinator now, D.C. Diva's um, associate head coach, uh, he is probably one of the best coaches um, that I have ever had, regardless of the sport that I've played. Um, I mean, the way that he was able to translate football making sense for me from, you know, if you were on a basketball court, you know, someone set the screen, you know, play it the same way, right? You had your screen on the basketball court, whereas uh, you know, as a uh, safety or a corner or a DB, you want to blow up that screen so you don't, you know, you initiate that contact, right? You don't want to um, have that pick route run on you. So um, just the, the tips and the tricks, uh, you know, the, the things that he's been able to um, teach myself and, you know, uh, countless other DC divas, um, as well as other local uh, football teams in the area um, has been invaluable. So, I mean, I, I really attribute a lot of the things that I've learned um, to him as well as, uh, you know, my, my teammates, just helping put me in the right position to be able to be successful myself, but then to eventually evolve um, my knowledge of the game to help make other people around me better. So, yeah, that's kind of how I got there, or here, rather. Selfie, the, the Divas Pride 
pretty much championship form, really competitive with Boston, Pittsburgh, Chicago, that East Coast swing. Do you think that's a credit that because of the hard-fought battles with each one gives you guys sort of a nice tune-up for playoffs? Because it looks that way on the outside. Absolutely. I mean, I think being able to – there's certain games where we essentially call certain opponents when we play them during the regular season. You know, this is – this is our Super Bowl, right? Because you never know what could happen later on in, in a season, right? You know, someone, someone's quarterback could go down. And, you know, it, had you beaten them when you had the chance, now, you know, you're essentially one game up on them in the series. So we definitely um, – there was, there was definitely no taking any plays off, you know, uh, weeks before um, that, that, those tough opponents, you know, the Chicago's, the uh, – Boston, the Pittsburgh, we were definitely in game mode uh, for that team, regardless of who we were playing. So, I mean, it's, there's no level of, uh, you know, preparedness that you could have for, uh, you know, playing a competitor with that much heart and that much um, desire or just as much desire to win as you, right? It's the, the number of X's and O's, you know, you can be prepared in that way, but um, being able to, uh, match that intensity, you know, play in, play out, you know, offense, defense, special teams, just, you know, the the amount of energy that you bring to uh, each play. I mean, that's something you can't necessarily prepare for unless you've been playing at that level, you know, the entire season, essentially. What do you see going forward? You got the bombshell for Adidas last week. We got a lot of things coming up on the pipeline in terms of the new league. You were in probably the WFA for a long time now. That's where you've been for you know for a long time. You see where do you where in your head do you see us going in 2019? Is it going to be explosive season for women's football? You think? Absolutely. I mean, I think uh, you know I'm going to say I'm going to say absolutely in one way. So I think with the emergence of um, the different types of leagues, uh, you know, and the the sponsorships and you know the ability for players to get more recognition than, you know, they have been on an individual level. Um, I think that's, first of all, it's only going to elevate the teams that they play on. It's going to elevate the sport itself. Um, But then in some ways, uh, you know, I I almost feel like it could potentially spread out, um, you know, some of the talent. And, you know, like now what does that do to competitiveness um, of a team or a league? Um, Does that now – you know, remove the, you know, the dominance of one league and, you know, like making, putting the focus on a specific league and elevating that league so that it's now, you know, that league is a household name. I mean, or are we now taking away from um, the the ability or the length of time that it's going to take to accomplish some of those things because, you know, we've essentially spread out, um, you know, the number of, women's teams and, and players and things like that. So I don't know. I, I, I'm kind of torn. Uh, I'm definitely excited that, you know, there's going to be new opportunities for, um, you know, individuals and teams. But, you know, I, I, I just I wonder if that is going to damage, um, you know, women's football and the growth overall of the sport long term. Sophie, if the uh, WNFC gets paid, will you would you be willing to relocate to get paid? Oh, well, I'm not going to lie. Um, 
I it would honestly depend on how much they got paid. Honestly, I I am a no, that's I was what I mean. The engineer for oh, well, so I mean, I think it. I was just gonna say I'm a cybersecurity engineer for NASA. Um, I I'm pretty successful. So I mean, I think it would have to. It would have to so be you're not, pretty successful. So you're telling me you're not quitting your day job. <laughs> you're not quitting your day job no. unless it's a, a substantial amount of yeah. money to make a change, right? Absolutely. I mean, it's uh, it would be fun, and you know, I'm 32. I'm th- I'm turning 33 next year. If I was you know, maybe five to seven years ago, I think my answer yeah. would be a little bit different. Um, yeah. And, you know, I'm excited for folks that get that opportunity to do that. I, you know, I'm not going to say I'm old and washed up or anything by all means. Sure, sure. Um, but I think, you know, my priorities are a little bit different. I just uh, started my uh, doctorate. So, you know, that's kind of my uh, next two to five year plan um, is to, you know, finish that and get my, start my own cybersecurity company. So I have different goals right now. Um, but again, sure. I think it's great that that opportunity is is you know on the precipice, if you will. Safi, what do you think of the international game? We cover it wall to wall globally. We've done it for you know ten years now. It is a passionate growth. We got teams in Guam. You got teams in Costa Rica. You got teams in, in Morocco now starting off. The sport is just. You know, people just want to play the sport, and I'm talking on the female end of things. Right. It's just exploding. Right. I mean, uh, Australia has I, exploded. The U.K. is exploding. I mean, you, Mexico is just booming. I mean, so there's just a lot right. of, like, wanted to want to play this game. I think it's amazing, honestly. I mean, I, I, I was uh, in uh, Cyprus earlier this year. And my sister and I were talking about, you know, football and, you know, like kind of kind of having a conversation like this. And, you know, she, she, her husband said to me, you know, wouldn't it be great if you could go to another country and, like, watch a women's professional football game? I was like, that would be amazing. If there were that many teams elsewhere in the world that you could essentially plan your trip around being able to go and watch another professional women's football team in another country. Like, how, I mean, that's, it's just awesome. Like just the the possibility that that could potentially be a thing one day is is really amazing and exciting for me. I mean, the growth of it is just it's just an itch. So I'm thinking maybe it's just because you can take your aggressions out that everybody just wants to go out and play it. What do you think? Absolutely, that is hands down absolutely one of the reasons why I you know said yes to you know, trying out. I mean, you know, in, in talking to folks who had played, you know, I kind of wanted to get a lay of the land and kind of understand, you know, because as a as a basketball player, you're kind of, you're trained to, you know, not necessarily throw your body into people or especially, you know, if you have the ball, you're not necessarily the aggressor. And that is completely 100% like, or excuse me, 180 degrees different from what it is in football. Right, I mean, you if you aren't the aggressor in football, you're probably going to get pancaked. You're probably going to get laid out or trucked. So <laughs> being able, to, being able to you know have a rough day at work, and unfortunately sometimes it's your teammates on you know wearing a white jersey if you're on defense who kind of take the brunt of you know a, a rough meeting or a, you know a stressful situation at work. But you know having that outlet, I think is is just invaluable. I mean, it's something that 
you know, you know, for for the most part, it's, it's not something that is highly, you know, associated with, you know, females, right? Being able to be aggressive right. and it be okay. Um, and I think the sport of football, you know, I think it, it helps break down a lot of barriers in a lot of different ways. I think it changes the the socially it's changing the way people think about football and think about athletes and females who happen to play sports or, you know, who happen to be gay, lesbian, whatever. I mean, I think it is normalizing a lot of things and something honestly that needs to be done um, in, in the today's uh, social climate um, is just, you know, the, the idea of equality and diversity is, is huge. And I think being able to be a part of something that is hopefully changing that conversation. I mean, it's, it's amazing. Well, you know what? I, I think the diva realm of things is in the same realm as Boston and obviously Chicago no longer with us, but do you feel like that's the staple now? I mean, DC has really made a staple Hamlin. Um, you know, you've, you got all the playmakers on your team that, over time, including yourself and obviously the veterans and stuff. But you, it just seems like everybody is, you know, up for the challenge. And this organization now, with the transition with Brits Daniels, it looks like we're going they are going to mm-hmm. stay in the same mode. And it's just, it's just been refreshing to see competitive football when you guys go up against Boston or Pittsburgh and stuff like that. So now you have, you know, transition at quarterback in in a lot of ways with you guys. But you know, that's stayed mm-hmm. pretty well this season. So I mean, it just means like the organization has really done a good job, you know, to, to kind of blossom people and break them out and then Absolutely. keep them consistent. Absolutely. I mean, I think it's, it's just, it's a family, it's a tradition. I know, especially with the Divas, it's, you know, when very rarely does someone stop playing and completely walk away from the Divas, right? I mean, we have, you know, former running backs, former um, players, former coaches just coming in, you know, coming in whenever they can, pitching in, um, you know, Allie Hamlin, you know, stepped down from being our quarterback after 15, 16 years and became, you know, offensive coordinator, quarterback coach. I mean, like, you know, still very much involved, you know, despite her extremely busy schedule, um, you know, because it means so much to people. Like, they, they, it's not okay for them to have just been successful while they were there. They also want to continue to see that success far after they're putting on their pads. They, they want to make sure they can come to a game and still – you know, enjoy that camaraderie and, and, you know, feel the, you know, the passion, the intensity from their former teammates, from their coaches. I mean, something that honestly has been instilled in me from, you know, my very first season uh, as a rookie, you know, Trig McNair, Sheree Marshall, two of the fiercest competitors that I've ever gone to battle with, you know, against during practice, you know, in, in drills. I mean, these are people who, they will lay you on your ass if you do not bring it. And they have, and you know, on the weekend, you know, we can we can go out, we can hang out, and you know, we leave it on the field. But you bring it to the field. You you know, you can't leave something on the field that you never brought to the field. And you know, just their 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 football acumen and the the way that they can see the game, they see plays developing, and the way that they're just teachers. Uh, more than anything. I mean, they're, they're great people off the field. You know, I'm very good friends with them. Um, but friendships aside, I mean, it's, when we get on that field, it's business. And we understand that when we go up against a Boston or Chicago or Pittsburgh, it's, it's, it's game time. And, it's, you know, we're, we'll take nothing less than complete 
success and nothing but mere domination of our opponents. Like that is, those are our goals. And if we don't achieve those things, we have to, you know, we have some serious, you know, looking in the mirror to do and some serious practicing to to follow up on. Awesome. Let me bring in Mackenzie here, our Mackenzie Brooks here to kind of pick your brain here, and then uh, we'll get the, you know, the interview at this point done. But I really appreciate you making the time today. But let's get Mackenzie here to pick your brain up. Hey there. How you doing? Hey. Sorry, it took me so long to get out. I was having a technical difficulties. Oh, man. oh don't worry. But anyway, so uh, my uh, my one question for you is just generally overall, how are you feeling as far as um, the Hall of Fame and Team USA and everything? How how are you feeling? Like, did you think you were going to make it? Like, did you ever think that there was going to be an opportunity for you to do it? Now, I I love picking brains about questions like this, so. Sure, sure. I mean, the Hall of Fame, honestly, I mean, it. you know, I don't, I definitely wasn't playing for that, right? I mean, I didn't even know that it was an option, um, quite frankly. So I was very surprised and, like I said, very honored to have even been considered to begin with. Um, but, I mean, you know, you, you play for rings, right? You play for bragging rights. You play for passion you play for you play for your other teammates you play for success um and it's it's i guess it's it became or it has become a way of life if you will i mean we we have goals for games you know we you know each player needs to try to beat the next person at the position with the amount of tackles you know we want all helmets to the ball i mean the things that we practice that uh after you see, you know, the, the fruits of your labor, you know, shoveling snow off of your turf at practice so that you can actually practice, you know, like things like that where you put in that hard work and commitment and dedication when you are rewarded for it, especially when you're not looking to be rewarded other than a win, um, it, it just makes everything else, it's, it's just icing on the top or a cherry on top of icing, however that phrase goes. <laughs> I feel you. Absolutely. <laughs> Definitely. Well, thank you for coming on the podcast. Like I said, I wish I would have been able to get on here earlier to pick your brain a little bit more. No worries. Well, thank you for uh, joining. Thank you for having me. <laughs> thank you for coming on. All right. Sophie, thank you for well, thank making you the both. time. I know it's a busy schedule for you. And um, are you uh, – continuing your play in 2019 or are we hanging them up or what's, what's the, um, um, your, your whole thing for 2019? I think I am, I think I'm still, um, I think I'm still retired as of my last game. I was retired. Um, I, I, like I said, I have, I have a few things that I'm, uh, focused on and I, I definitely sure. am, you know, very, very involved with, you know, uh, rich and, you know, Coach Bennett and, you know, making sure that, you know, my feedback um, and, you know, anything I can help them with, um, you know, is, is there. But I think for right now I am I am bowing out gracefully um, and, you know, just really excited to see what, what, what's coming next for the Beavers and Boston and, you know, women's football as a whole. So, Safi, thank you. Uh, great career. I uh, wanted to bring you on and give you your accolades. Uh, one of the probably the 
top diva, you know, that most people fear. And so, uh, you know, you, you've been a beast on the field. Uh, a lot of, a lot of the, you know, divas outstanding for you in terms of, you know, championships with the divas as well as playoff bounds, tough, hard bat- battles with Boston, Chicago, and they all know who you are, of course, and uh, no stranger to that. And so uh, I really wanted to just bring you on to kind of give you your due and uh, what a great honor for, uh, you know, for you to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. And I'm really proud to be a, a part of the class that you're in. Thank you. Appreciate that. All right. Have a great uh, week. Uh, continued success. And hopefully we'll see you down the road in, at a Diva game or uh, chime in to see what your thoughts are for the new season in 2019. We really appreciate that if you want to make the time. Absolutely, yeah. Definitely let me know. I'm, you know, always always willing. I'll make myself available. I appreciate all that you guys are doing for the sport. Um, and, you know, you guys keep keep doing what you're doing. Um, there's a lot of people who appreciate it and definitely need, um, you know, this, this type of uh, avenue to, you know, continue to be successful and change change the landscape for, for women all over the world. So thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Have safe travels, uh, continued success, and we'll uh, look forward to the new season in 2019, and uh, hopefully the Divas are in that battle hunt. Awesome. Thank you so much. All right. So that was uh, Safi Mohidi of the D.C. Divas, champion of the D.C. Divas. What a beast on the field. If uh, you haven't caught, caught her on the field, uh, Douglas Charlin does a great job of still photos with a lot of the Divas. Trigger McNair as well. Um, so just an amazing athlete. Um, what what a beast on the field. And uh, can't say enough of that. Her on-field on play, very impactful in terms of Divas games uh, with a lot of plays that made a big difference for wins and losses. So, uh, you know, just McKenzie right there, just what a standout player, a deserving uh, Hall of Famer for sure. See, like like I always say, you know, I really hope, Soon I can get on the level of all of these Hall of Famers that we've interviewed and the ones that we're going to here in the new future. I'm just, I'm really more or less, I'm more or less in awe of their careers and what they've accomplished and what some of them are going to continue to accomplish as they, you know, progress in their careers. I'm, oh, I'm just, I'm so excited. And you know what? The WFA, WNFC, this whole thing is, we got a couple months coming up and we're already, we're already hyped. <laughs> the Adidas ad hyped us up last week. Uh, we're looking forward to a couple more new things coming down the pipeline as uh, Melissa Gallegos did uh, mentioned earlier. Um, you know, Stephanie Jeffers, I mean, what, what a career there with the um, Boston Renegades as well. What a, you know, an amazing athlete as well and keeping uh, Cahill upright and Zeely uh, in the gap modes there. And then uh, Safi Mahidi, I mean, what do you expect? just a beast on the field. Like I said, nothing, there's nothing else to say, but she's done an amazing job in her short-term career. And this is not like a 10-year vet. She's been impactful with under five years. So that goes to show you, you know, hard work pays off. Exactly. Like, you know, for those of us that are still striving to get to that, you know, to get to that level as far as recognition, as far as career-wise, career um, it just goes to show the more you keep working, your hard work doesn't go unnoticed. Yeah. Let's go into the NFL realm here, and then we got to try to touch base on college football. So we got 15 minutes to kind of cram everything in here. Um, This week, 
surprised that the Saints uh, beat Carolina and it was a low-scoring game, yes or no? I was actually a little bit shocked that the pulled off. I was very uh, – I was too, actually. I, was very I unhappy, thought they would come in with more fire. Yeah, I thought they'd come in with more fire, but it didn't expected, happen. Yeah, I expected, uh, I expected McCaffrey to run the ball a lot more yep. than he did. And I was actually kind of mad about that because McCaffrey is one of my favorite running backs. All right, Eagles uh, edge the Rams. Uh, can we put panic button on the Rams <laughs> on the defensive side? Because it, uh, for me as a fan, I'm starting to see this explode. It's just like not the same team of two weeks ago. We get two losses and three losses now in the in the books. Uh, if they don't beat Arizona, which I think they should, but we don't know, but worse things have happened. If Arizona, you know, comes in with a chip on their shoulder, we, if they play as they played against the Eagles, we could see four, four losses in a row. Uh, is the McVay magic gone? That's the question. Mm, honestly, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it's not gone only because of the mere fact that your Rams have been so dominant this entire season. I mean, and, and every team has either – has their you know their losing streak or has you know their um, their hitch in the road as far as their season is concerned? Um, Dallas you know went through the three game win streak or losing streak and have now snapped a five game winning streak um, streak against <clears throat> on you know this past Sunday against uh, the Colts. So like I said, I I don't really think the McVay magic is going to be gone if you do it. they do end up losing. Um, I just think that they're just going to have to work that much harder. To, Mackenzie, know, the Eagles, questioning Wentz coming back next year, throwing in Foles. Foles played pretty well. Do we ride with Foles at this point? If I'm the Eagles, yeah, because he, even though Carson Wentz was hurt, he took you through the playoffs and won you a Super Bowl. Like, I, and I was saying this last year that, right after the first two games Nick Foles had ended up playing in place of Carson Wentz, I I kind of felt like he was a sleeper quarterback. All right, Mackenzie, real reality check here. Troy taught at this team, said many of times, watch out for the Chargers, and we are seeing the Chargers literally playing good ball right now. They're getting Bosa back. They're getting some you know, players from injury. They got good depth. Um, I, I think that's what's missing in some of the in Kansas City and, and the Rams. Some of the depth is probably missing, especially in the secondary. They edged Kansas City. Uh, this is Kansas City's two big losses to the Rams and to San Diego. It, it, are the Chargers dangerous? Ooh, yeah, man. The Chargers. Whew, the Chargers are on fire. I, I mean, I don't know anybody else that can try to tell me they're not because they've been they've been very very good all season thus far. So the fact that you know they uh, they edged the Chiefs was uh, kind of shocking. Well, actually, it wasn't really shocking to me. I just I just kind of expected a little bit higher scoring game. Maybe that's just me though. Well, defensively they played well. They got Williams and Allen and Gates. And he's got weapons now, and they're healthy. That's the key right there. And they got no, no fans in the stands. I don't know how that affects you. But anyway, they're playing great. 
Um, so at this point, they get to go up against the Ravens, which is pretty good D on the Ravens side. Uh, do you expect uh, uh, Los Angeles Chargers here to win this coming uh, next week? Yes, I do. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I think so, too. Um, let's go into week 16 here because we got some key games in week 16. Denver has been, unfortunately, the recipient of some <laughs> – they just can't seem to win. They're in games. They can win. Will they take care of the Raiders? Will Denver take care of the Raiders? The Raiders or the Ravens, you said? It's the Raiders against the Broncos on Monday night. Ooh. Mm. You know, I'm going to go with Denver. I am. I don't, something, something's telling me that they're going to pull off a win before the end of the season or another one. They have to. I mean, they, they have been in every game, and they just can't seem to get over the hump. They've been in every game almost. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to take Denver on that one. It'll be by yeah. – I'm going to call by a touchdown. All right. Then we get the battle Sunday night. Kansas City, Seattle, Seattle getting uh, getting beat by the Niners. Probably didn't feel so well. Kansas City getting edged by the the Chargers. Uh, two teams that must get a win to stay in the contention matter here. Uh, not so much for Kansas City, but for Seattle for sure, right? Yeah, Seattle for sure, not so much Kansas City. And I'm, out, I'm also going to go with Seattle by six. Since they Seattle by more, six. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold on with uh, Russell Wilson and his Seahawks by six. I called the Charger game. I was even shocked that I called it, but I did call it. <laughs> it was surprising to me too against the Chiefs. But anyways, uh, that was a good game actually. I, I watched the whole game. It was a really good competitive game. Um, Thursday night we get Pittsburgh, New Orleans. The Saints uh, could probably afford to lose this and not be big big deal. And I, as much as I don't want to do this, because it seems like every time that I've gone against Drew Brees, except when he's played the Cowboys, he's been able to win. With that being said, I feel like Big Ben and the Steelers are gonna are gonna essentially want it more, since they, I mean, they do need this win to stay in contention. So. I'm going to go with Steelers by three. Should we be concerned that the Patriots might not make the playoffs? Yeah, we should, especially because I'm almost positive they've gone to the playoffs in the past, you know, three out of four years, five out of six years. So I, I'm real interested to, to see what's going on over there in uh, New England. And, uh, Mackenzie, let's finish up with the Colts are kind of quietly winning with Andrew Luck. Gotta, that's got to be a good sign for them. You know, I'm not, I'm not surprised. I, I kind of had a feeling Andrew Luck was going to have a comeback season as far as, um, you know, coming off of sur- two, you know, two or three surgeries rehab, you know, coming back and actually being able to play in a full game without – you know, very much pain as far as, you know, his injury was concerned, at least that we, you know, that we're aware of, aware of. So, and I actually was not shocked that the Dallas Cowboys lost. I actually had us losing that game. 
I did not have have the Cowboys being shut out though. That was surprising to me. Sure. Um, I actually I had the score twenty twenty to seventeen Indianapolis, not twenty three to zero. But like I said, you know everybody has bumps in their in their uh, in their season. So hopefully the Dallas Cowboys can pick it back up. And I'm I'm actually interested to see if the Colts can keep winning the rest of the season and possibly pull off a wild card. Mackenzie, is the, is this the trap games? You got Chicago versus San Francisco. You got the Rams against Cardinals. This could be a trap game for both teams. Yeah, I'm gonna call it trap game for both games, both teams, both sets of games. I just trap see it as sides. they got Arizona and Frisco have nothing to lose. So even if they play, it's really just emotion upsetting these two playoff bound teams, basically. Mhm. And I think that's what's going to be the case. Hopefully it's not the case because I, I don't want us to lose to Arizona. But So that's the, the Monday night game, Denver, <laughs> Oakland, then Kansas City, Seattle, then it's Pittsburgh, New Orleans. So it's pr- pretty good matchups there. A must win for Pittsburgh. Seattle must win as well. And Denver, it's critical that they win against Oakland. It just really that's what it boils down to in, in those three games. Um, the bowl games – Let's go before we get out of here. We got another uh, about five minutes here. Uh, what key games should we be watching for besides obviously the New Year's games? But what key games coming up this week should we be paying attention to in the college football bowl scene? Well, actually, I was um, the one that was on earlier. I'm not sure if they're still playing. It was the uh, Boca Raton Bowl, uh, UAB, and um, Northern Illinois. When I had last checked, it was. It was uh, 23 to 10. Not quite sure what the what the score ended up being on that um, that game, but it was it was pretty close when I had checked last time. So hmm, as far as another bowl game, to be honest, I'm not really sure. I mean, I feel like there's there's a couple of them, but just I can't really pick because I feel like all the bowl games coming up are going to be high powered. So we'll get uh, we'll get you started on uh, this weekend. We'll kind of figure out which which ones are going to be the relevant ones besides the New Year's Bowl games. Uh, we'll try touch base on that next week as we get closer. I'm sorry, not next week. The week after, it's going to be the first week of January is when we come back and get the recap for the college football, everything college football in the first week. Uh, we're going to be off next week for Christmas, of course, and then we'll rebound January uh, in January. So uh, have a good uh, Merry Christmas. A happy New Year to everybody. Um, so uh, it was a great show today, 2.53 in the books. Um, it's a, our pre-Christmas show, and then we're going to get our basically our New Year's edition following in two weeks here. So I want to thank Melissa Gallegos from San Diego Search for coming on, Stephanie Jeffers from Boston Renegades, uh, Safi Mohidi from the DC Divas, who came in to showcase her as well here. And so uh, for Louise Bean, Holly Custis, uh, Mackenzie Brooks and the absent Troy Wilson. We'll catch you guys here next week on the Blitz uh, on in January of 2019. That'll be our next edition, 254. So uh, Mackenzie, that's it. Uh, this is a happy, happy New Year for you, and then Merry Christmas to you too. You as well. Happy holidays, everybody out there in podcast land. You know, don't get too uh, too crazy on all the holiday sweets. We got to try to keep our figures together. Come on, I'm gonna be, I'm having tamales. I've had tamales for the last four days. I'm having more tamales as we go forward. Okay, I guess you can't go wrong with tamales. 
No, you can't get along with Kamal. Come on. Real seriously. No. Um, Mackenzie, uh, let everybody know where you're going to be at. Mac uh, on Twitter, right? So we're going to be talking pretty much college football. We're going to be talking NFL this weekend uh, at Gridiron Beauty. And also, what's your handle? Absolutely. My Twitter handle is MackieT75, spelled exactly how it sounds. And so you can check her out there. Um, what's the other handles you're on? Are you on, uh, I think, on Facebook and Snapchat, right? I am also on Facebook at Mackenzie Brooks. Mackenzie spelled with two Zs and not with an MC, but with an MAC. Also, my Snapchat mm-hmm. is Keys7550. For all your salt, follow me on social media. So if you want to get salty during the NFL game day, this is the girl to bring it to right here. So on Twitter, Snapchat, or Facebook. Uh, you can follow us on Great Honor Beauty as well on Twitter. That's where we're at on NFL Sundays uh, and also Monday night and Thursday night. So um, what, a, what a show. It's going to be another edition uh, in January. We have a couple more Hall of Famers to come all through January. And so uh, it's going to be looking forward to the new year. Uh, and if you guys want to try out for any league, WFAProFootball.com, WNFCFootball.com, LFLUS.com. So those are the uh, major leagues that are obviously in off-season mode and tryouts. So once again, like I said, uh, Troy should be back hopefully in the new year. At this point, everything seems good for that. Uh, but Mackenzie, what a great show. What a great year. Uh, it was uh, very exciting to be with you for this whole 2018. I really appreciate you making the time every week. And so uh, it's been exciting. And then uh, for Holly and Louise uh, and, uh, like I said, Troy, happy uh, New Year and Merry Christmas to everybody. So catch you here in the new year in 2019. Have a great night, everybody. Happy holidays.